This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. Today, we have a repeat guest on because she's so awesome and I was so intrigued by this concept and topic that we're going to talk about today that I said, hey, come back on and we'll do, well, I think you said it. And then I agreed, get over here and do this for me because <laughs> it sounds so cool. So everybody, welcome Denise. She's a three, five sacral manifesting generator. And she has an ebook called intuitive human design, and it's helping us to reframe our idea around the words we use for human design, the ideas we have around human design. And both her and I are really into the more intuitive side of this and we kind of have an open mind about um, how to look at human design and that's what this is going to be about today this is a, a new and different thing that I haven't been a part of but I'm excited so I'll go ahead and let you describe it thanks for coming on Denise oh thank you for having me again Janelle it's wonderful to be here and thank you all for who are listening I so appreciate it and uh yeah we're going to be I'm going to be talking about what is called the post solar layer or chart in human design. And where this came from is Eleanor Haspel Portner and her awesome book, Cosmic Secrets. Uh, she had developed multidimensional human design um, out of her intensive research mm -hmm. into proving human design to be correct or not um anyways the layer that i'm talking about with the post solar happens to be just one of eight different calculations that are added for us and it is the only other um conscious uh chart for example so i use it because it completes the mental waking world for us in a sense. So um, this chart is 88 degrees after your birth, whereas mm -hmm. the design is 88 degrees before. This and is where so I got intrigued into this. I was like, this is cool. Yeah, because that's our first three months of life, you know, when mm -hmm. we're still innocent before we're really, we're taking in everything in more of an innocent way. And, and that includes the transits of the planets. Mm -hmm. And honestly, um, the reason I started really looking at this was because when I first started to, uh, studying human design, there were things that were not completely making sense to my experience. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was answered clearly through that chart. And it was just so amazing. And so I waited before, you know, doing anything with it. And I just had to really reflect back on my own life experiences because it happened mm -hmm. to define the will center, the ego center. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be raised by a dad who has the will center defined. And I was very well aware in my studies that that could have been why I was feeling like I resonated with the will center. And it may not have been really me. Mm -hmm. So I really felt into my experience and then being, of course, an adult now, and I don't live in with my parents and I don't live with anybody with a defined will center. Mm -hmm. And yet I still have the same experience a person would have who does have the defined will center. Wow. Not only that, I was, um, as I started working with others and their charts, there um, were some that resonated with uh, also other parts that were not in their chart that when I ran a pole solar chart it would show up in that way so oh, wow. I was opening up more to that and so what I've done is I have ran Janelle's chart and we are going to take a look at that and then before we do I do want to interject here too that um, we are going to talk a bit about the progressed human design chart which is has been a fairly new chart that a person can run into genetic matrix as of last year, which I did write an article for. However, um, it's nice to be able to see it in action. So we also will be sharing that as well with uh, Janelle's chart so that people can 
hear the experience from Janelle's side as a person newly coming into finding out about this stuff and learning mm -hmm. and then how I you know, talk with others when it comes to that. So Janelle, you are very experienced, of course, with your current chart. Of course, you've already been experienced in two different charts. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, they both had the third line. So yeah, you know, that experience there still is there. So with the, of course, you're a three, six projector. And one of the things about adding the post solar chart is that it brings in a third profile line. And this oh. was huge for me because now you and I being both a third line, we both have the same profile line in every three, six and every three, five, I can imagine really relates to the one the yeah. investigating the researching on a higher note of that. It's that wonder and awe that mm -hmm. is like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. You know, it's the unknown, it's where we yeah. want security, you know, that kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. um, the even fear can show up here or that awe and wonder. Uh, so yeah, that brings in that extra profile line, which resonated totally with my experience. I had always been into um, mysteries and mm -hmm. doing research and different things. I, um, any of the studying that I've done has all fall under, fallen under investigating or of course, you know, experimenting or I'm sorry, not experimenting, but researching into that, which I wanted to learn more information about. Mm -hmm. So, the other, uh, with that post-solar return on yours, as you're looking at the chart, I'm just looking at the whole chart first, the body graph, and what it does for you, Janelle, is it brings in the channel of struggle, which mm -hmm. I, I call the, you know, what's worth thriving towards, right? I grew up with this channel, and so I know it's more to do with the with struggle. Um, it has more than to do with struggle. Mm -hmm. I call it the channel of perseverance. I, I love that. I love that. The perseverance. Yeah, because that's how it serving through any kind of challenge that you may be met with. Um, you know, yeah, a lot of times we call our challenges struggles, but when we look at it more from a place of, okay, you know, these, these obstacles or challenges, but is it worth moving through them, you know, mm -hmm. type thing? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And then the other uh, channel, of course, that it ends up bringing in is the channel of um, exploration, which I love that channel. I happen to have it myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I do want to say that the, the 10 was first in your life. It was first highlighted um, by Neptune. And then right after that, of course, Jupiter had moved in there because Jupiter is sitting there in the sixth line and Neptune is sitting there in the third line, which kind of cool there's that resonance mm -hmm. and for anybody who does not know both Jupiter and Neptune are co-rulers of Pisces you okay. know and and when I think of Pisces I do think of like that unconditional love in a sense or you know um the 10 part of what the 10 is about is the self-love right mm -hmm. um Big but lucky. it can be elusive I mean <laughs> I was just you know I was thinking about well how would how would that look in the 10? You know, did she uh, find that she was able to love herself and be okay with her, the way that her behavior was and the way that uh, she decided to express herself? Was she following her own convictions and her own behavior no matter what? Or was there some elusiveness there? And with hmm. Jupiter being there, did it feel expansive at all? Or did it feel um, excessive? I mean, I've always been a little bit different growing up, but when I was a child, I was much more, I was, I cared a lot about what other people thought. So I was much more aware of what other people thought of me and I would get embarrassed of things, but I was still president of my drama club and I still did like, like different, I liked different kind of stuff. So it was mm -hmm. like, I still like those things, but I was aware of what I look like to the outside world a little bit too much. And I cared too much about that. And now that I've gotten older, that part has pretty much dropped off. And now it's more like just really figuring out what I actually like. And that's part, a whole part of the projector thing is it's sometimes it's hard to figure out what you like. And for me, it's 
I have to remember it's in the moment. What do I like right now? What's interesting to me right now? And that, that makes it easier to think about it as not a permanent thing, but rather mm-hmm. temporary what I'm into right now. But I've always been a little, and I've always had this idea in the back of my head that it's important for me to, to like me. Otherwise other people won't. My mom used to tell me when I was younger that I, I would, sometimes I would be mean to myself. Like I would have mean self-talk. And so I really work hard on not doing that as an adult. Um, but I think I was just part of, like you said, the one, I was a big perfectionist when I was a young, younger. So if things weren't perfect, I would always get on myself about stuff. Oh yeah. And I could see that in that six line for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's six, six in any, I mean, it doesn't matter. And, and this is what I would love people to understand is that it doesn't matter if it's the six line, the six color, the six tone, it's the six would like to see perfection because, you know, like I have the sixth color in my perspective. So mm-hmm. everything is very personal. And then I have the third color in my motivation. So it's all about my experiences because I have that third line. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's like we see the perfected potential mm-hmm. in everything. And yet when we think that we need to see it like play out, we get disappointed and mm-hmm. upset when those things that we see that could be perfect don't end up not being perfect you know especially in another person when we see the potential that somebody else has and we know it's there and they exuberate that but then they just kind of I'm good and they walk away from it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes total sense so now I do know that when you first ran your chart and it was incorrect by the time and you had you you know thought you were generator and everything Mm -hmm. my question would be is do you feel that you have over the span of your lifetime had moments of gut clarity gut feelings gut instincts at all that was the hardest thing for me when i when i ran my chart incorrectly and i was a generator was i did not understand what gut feeling meant in my whole life when people would say listen to your gut or whatever the colloquialism was i was like i don't know what that means because this what would would always be the first thing i would hear and so Mm -hmm. i don't think i tried to listen to anything else i would hear this and also growing up i was very much this is what you trust and listen to. And anything that your body's saying is just your body. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't that mean makes it harder. I'm yeah. Sure. So I didn't listen to it like on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you, I think you would say, because to me, it made much more, it, you should stay up here in your head. This, right. your body does stuff. It doesn't really mean anything. Like it's just your body, whatever your head is what you listen to. Cause this is the, the smart conditioning thing, is real. <laughs> oh Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. you know, and, and then, so when looking at your chart where the 34 is just in your natal chart, you know, that's so unconscious. Mm-hmm. And then even it, with adding that post-solar layer, it still is unconscious in the sense that it's Neptune there, yeah. you know, and to be honest, um, I know for me, I being a manifesting generator now, all I, everything is connected. So I am a single depth and it happens to be between throat the G, the sacral, and the spleen. So mm-hmm. although I don't experience the gut feelings in the same way that a lot of generators are taught that they will experience it, um, and I believe that is, well, I know that that's because it's connected to the spleen. And for me, it's a much more subtle, it's like an inner knowing, and it actually comes through in sound for me. Maybe yeah. that's because I'm a manifesting generator, but I hear it. I hear it. It comes mm-hmm. in, you know, it's like, oh, you do that. And you're going to, oh no, I'm good. You know, cause the mind chimes in right after. Right. And it goes, mm-hmm. and then I, I had to practice this for a while and be yeah, like, yeah. okay, so which is going to be which, and I just watch it play out and it's like, okay, uh, that very first instinct was correct. And then mm-hmm. the very next thought was not. Yes. So it's funny how that happens. And I do know that um, 
you know, it seems that not all of us are able to connect to that. So my next question would be for you then, you know, just looking at that sacral energy again, is um, I know that they say in human design that for somebody who is a projector, they actually can run circles around the generator. Mm -hmm. And whereas not all generators can actually sustain energy as long as what supposedly they're supposed to. And I would attribute that to the difference between whether it's defined in the body as a generator mm -hmm. or not, because I have a projector body and I definitely don't have the energy of a generator. Mm -hmm. Whereas my mind is that of a generator for sure. And I, my mind does have that energy as a generator. Mm -hmm. I've really found that um, the 34 makes like, like help pushes me to try to do what you say, run circles around generators. Um, at the restaurant I work at, I'm very fast and I'm very efficient and I can take a lot more tables than other people. And I've always been that way. And I think part of it is the 34, but I also know that a lot of it has to do with I'm surrounded by generators. So right. I'm yeah. like taking in all of that energy, but I've, I've, I've always been a very efficient person and I have like priority lists in my head. It's like, okay, what would be fastest if you did it in this order, if you did it in this order, this thing first, this thing second. And I've always thought of things in that way to try to make efficient use of my time. And yeah, very. And I've, all, I've always, I've always done that. And, um, when I learned that whole thing that you said about how projectors run circles around generators because we are trying to show them like look at look at what I look what I can do it makes <laughs> so much sense to me because that's totally how I would feel in the restaurant and then I would walk out and I would be like totally drained because <laughs> I used it all up like to get that shift done and to do a good job and to make as much money as I could and but learning that piece about how um as a projector, that's something we tend to do. I was like, should I try to stop doing this? But at the restaurant, it really helps me. So I, yeah, I, no, I use, I I use doing it. it. I use yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I encourage projectors absolutely because you can amplify the energy and do so much more. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is just knowing when enough is enough and when it's time to stop and to go rest or, you know, leave all together. Yeah. And that can be, and, and especially with you having that more kind of unconscious sacral energy going on in your field. Um, <clears throat> even though of course it is still important for you to take those breaks. Mm -hmm. Um, now with the, with the other channel, having that channel of struggle, um, or perseverance, as you call it, um, mm -hmm. or actually the, I know that in human design, the channel perseverance, just for clarity, because this is a podcast about human design is generally at, uh, attributed to the 5027. Oh, and we're actually that. talking about the 28 and it doesn't matter. Cause I'm going to tell you something. I attribute the channel of surrender to the channel of discovery and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I have learned to surrender through the 2946, for example. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that I'm discovering who I am through others through that 4426. Yeah. So yeah. I have no problem uh, taking We're fluid with our words, man. Yeah, <laughs> more, more fluid with words. I'm a Gemini rising and and I'm a, also a base one in human design. So for me, it's about my labels, you know, and a sun and Capricorn, it's about how I define reality. And if we're going to use labels, why not use empowering ones that we relate to from our experience, right? Exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. So with that channel, um, what brings that one into light happens to be the uh, Pluto in 28. Mm -hmm. And then in the 38 is Venus, which is kind of cool. Um, so I would do, you know, in just looking at this and knowing how you would feel without having that definition, of course, would be that you would feel pressure from the root to do things and to get them done and over with quickly. And my question or my wondering is, 
are you able and have you noticed in your life that you don't always necessarily feel that way in a sense that maybe you have been able to do things more like in a deliberate on purpose way in a sense and get things done as needed to be done in order to move through whatever obstacle struggle or uh, thing that has come up challenge in your life that you have decided to move forward through knowing that it's going to benefit you in the long run that's funny um yeah I think so it's it's crazy the way you describe that because I feel the root pressure a lot when I'm doing like mundane things that are not like you said not like struggle like big important things that I'm moving through I feel like okay hurry up and get this done hurry up hurry up hurry up you don't have time get this over with the way you said to get this over with I was like ah yeah that's something I totally think and then when I get to tough stuff or like things that are hard I still feel that way where it's like all right I want to get this over with but there's something in me that says that there is something to learn in each piece of this and you can't make it go faster. Nice. Um, my, we had to put my dog to rest last Friday. That's why uh, I was canceling on you. Um, my condolences. So, I know how hard you. that is. Mm-hmm. So that was been, has been a big struggle for me and he's been sick for the last six months and he's, it's been hard for myself and my husband to, to deal with. Um, so, but I knew I was like, I want to, I want, I want him to not be in pain anymore. Like I want to get this over with, but I also knew I was like, no, you need to sit in all this stuff and you need to feel all this, these feels. Cause you haven't, this hasn't happened to you before. So you need to see how this is going to go and you'll survive and make it to the other side and you'll totally be fine. But this part is going to is going to suck. Like that's kind of what I had to tell myself, but I had to be in it. And I took the week off work and I was very in it with my dog and my Mm -hmm. husband and it was good. But it's funny that you say that because I do feel both. I feel the pressure, like the route to like, hurry up, get this thing done. You don't have enough time, Mm -hmm. get this over with. But then I also feel this feeling when it's more important things I get like I'm like get those urge like oh no you should probably stay in this for a minute because you need to remember this part like these parts you need to remember either mm-hmm. for the next time you have to go through this thing or for when you share it with other people since that's Absolutely. kind of my big thing so mm-hmm. it's cool that you you said that because it is interesting when 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 I think about human design sometimes and I look at my chart I'm like well I also kind of feel this way sometimes and it's not mm-hmm. represented in my chart but it's not right. all the time so it's like it's cool that and whenever I've done a reading and someone has had the 2038 I'm always like crying when I describe it to them oh. and I get I feel really vulnerable and I feel really like because I want them to know because you just like you said it's called the channel of struggle so people hear yeah. that and they're like oh shit like that sucks and <laughs> and I want to grab them and be like no listen this makes you so strong and this mm-hmm. helps so many other people because they see what you're yes. doing and they go oh my gosh if that person did it and they didn't die then I can probably do it and not die so let's right. go and so yes and we're learning from others definition too mm-hmm. that's how we learn and grow Mm-hmm. I had to put we had to put down one of our dogs a few years ago so I I totally get it it was <sighs> it, it still gets me to this day mm-hmm. I still dream about her and you know I I, I do totally get it mm-hmm. but I, I knew I had to go through it like I yes. I so badly wanted to skip it I'm like how do I skip this thing how do I I'm a big avoider when it comes to anything that I don't want to deal with I'm, right. I'm, I like avoid, I'm a huge avoider. And so Undefined, I was like um, trying to figure plexus, out yeah. how to avoid this thing. Exactly. Yes, Undefined yes. solar plexus. And I was like, and as it was, as we were making the decisions, I was like, you know what? I, you can't avoid, like, you can't avoid this. There's just no, no. way to avoid it. So yeah. you need to move through it and there's no wrong way to do that. So just let's go. It's crazy. And I'm going to, I'm going to end up tying that into, uh, one of your other, uh, the moon part in just a moment. But first I would like to say that just so other people who may hear this knows, um, 
you know, when we generally are first looking at human design and we're looking at the centers and our first learning is that we are to, we're looking at the, what's open, the open centers, mm-hmm. because we're, we're taught that it is through the open centers that w- the mind is using those open centers for us to live in correctly. And that generally we're consistently living our definition. But my experience and others as well has shown me that we can be living our own centers that are defined as they were, as if they were open yes. as well. Yes. And the so I just want to real. It is real. And it <laughs> doesn't all matter the centers. if you're defined there or not. We yes. can be conditioned in a gate yes. that's defined, in a channel that's defined, in a center that's defined. So I just mm-hmm. wanted anybody who may be new and that didn't know that to know that because when you were talking about the root center and how you experience it both ways, it makes absolute sense. Now, not only does it make sense in what we've been talking about with your post-solar layer added to your chart, it also makes sense for a person who would have the open or undefined root and not have it defined with an added solar layer too. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted people to know that I'm not saying that it's one way or another. There's no black and white with me. Nope. Me Um, neither. I've been there already. And Mm -hmm. you know, life doesn't play very nice when we're only black and white. I've learned that. So segueing over into, you know, the emotional feeling and stuff, because I know you naturally already have the sixth gate hanging. Mm-hmm. And you know that sixth gate is for you is in your Mars, and with the Mars being there, generally that's where we're the most immature, and that we can grow into more maturity. So that would be you know like moving from always being friction, for example, into a more harmonious way of relating with others, because mm-hmm. um, that gate pretty much is like when others come into your family or aura it's like it it feels out and it goes yeah no or ah yeah okay there's harmony here Mm -hmm. um but in your post-solar chart your moon happens to be in gate 55 and Mm -hmm. when you were sharing what you were sharing it reminded me so much of that because excuse me i happen to have the my moon in gate 55. So I really know this energy and it's at the very beginning of Pisces at the end. It's at the end of Aquarius in the very beginning of Pisces. I have mine in line four and Janelle, yours is in line three, but it's so close that even if it were at the very end of Aquarius, I'm still seeing the energy here because what happens is, is we do want to avoid. We want to avoid feeling because that's such a depth. I mean, it's like, Pisces, when you think of Pisces, that's like an abyss. It, it can feel like an abyss. It can feel like the nothingness because that's where like everything springs out and returns to. It's the source, you know? Mm-hmm. My husband's and, a Pisces. Yeah, okay, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love Pisces and <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. Um, but <clears throat> it, it can feel scary, you know? And the depth of feeling that, we can feel in that because that's part of the water element and Mm -hmm. water is there's so much depth of feeling there and it's scary for us that have undefined solar plexus because we feel everything Mm -hmm. and especially having that 55 it's so sensitive it's also part as well as the 28 38 of the depth channels Mm -hmm. so is 4323 so anybody who has been told that they don't listen, it goes in one ear out the other, you most likely, if you don't in your natal chart, maybe in your post-solar chart (laughs) or your progress chart. (laughs) I do have the ability to go, oh, I don't think I need any more information and click off when people are talking. I'll be like, oh, I'll listen up until I'm like, oh, I don't think I need to know any more about this. And then I'm like- (laughs) I love it, turn off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we don't listen. So, um, you know, And the moon is the motivation Mm -hmm. as well. Now, part of that 55, which is really cool, is like you either feel uh, like your cup's empty or like your cup's full. You know, Mm -hmm. it can be very optimistic feeling. It can feel really wonderful. And so if you've noticed somewhere in that drive 
of, you know, in your life, because your moon in your regular human design is in 58. So it'd be like a drive for um, abundant joy within yourself, not necessarily outside. Yeah, it's like the abundance of joyful, the abundance of the joyful feeling within you. Um, mm-hmm. All is well within my soul and all that is within me is the is the verse from a song that I always that always shows up in my mind when I'm thinking about that gate 55, because it is about the feeling of abundance within at the deepest core yourself. Oh, cool. I love Do you that. relate to that and your experience as well? I mean, yeah, I've always um, it's interesting because when I learned about first of all, when I learned about the six, it was weird. It's weird to me because I'm a very, like I said, I avoid things that I think are going to be difficult. So I'm always, I've always been very like, I'll get along. I'll do whatever you guys want to do. I'll go along with whatever, what everybody else wants to do. And I avoid friction, like actively avoid it. But when Mm -hmm. I had my first reading, um, my mentor was like this sick, this is going to pop up. This is going to come up for you. Like, you're not going to be able to avoid friction. There's going to be times where people are going to start stuff with you. Like they're going to, it's not going to be, he's like, it might not be personal, but it just might be along the lines of what you view and what you do and what they see and they don't agree. So there's going to be, people are going to cause friction with you, whether you want them to or not is basically what he told me. And I was like, (laughs) dang but I totally get it I I understand that I'm so afraid to have a my own individual voice because I don't want people to have friction with me that I try to make everyone happy with everything that I say and all this other stuff and I recently (laughs) had someone ask me to do a human design little course on the variables and I don't know a whole lot about that and I know that that subject can be controversial in human design circles and I was like oh what if I talk what if I say the wrong thing or what if they don't agree and she was like Janelle it doesn't matter like this is intuitively from you and this is for Mm. our group so like it's not no one's gonna judge you if, if you and I'm like well you don't know there's people in the human design world that are very like you know strict to the oh, book. I know yep <laughs> that's why I broke out broke away from that <laughs> and if you say something different they're like you're you're wrong you're just wrong you're not reading the information properly you're wrong and <laughs> so I've been Gosh, yeah so I've been thinking design. about I'm like maybe I should do it and I don't care if I like start friction so that's probably what's going to happen but when you talk about the abundance inside that's something that I've really been working on because mm-hmm. Well, as a projector, I was until very recently, I've been trying to work it out in my mind of how I can survive financially mm-hmm. and be a and live a projector life. And I've very recently come to realize that I have to drop that part. Like I have to drop the, how can I do this financially and just focus on how can I live the projector life? Like I'm always caught up on it how can I make this much money? Okay. I made X this week. How do I make Y this week? Okay. What do I need to do? How many shifts do I need to work? Like, I'm always trying to figure it out so that I'm safe, so that I feel safe. And I've recently realized that I have to drop the safe part. Like it's got to go away and I have to focus on what's really important to me. The abundance, just like you said, the personal, the feeling of personal abundance on the inside because I've really been focusing on trying to get abundance financially on the outside, outside and trying yeah. to control that and make that work somehow. And it's and not working. It didn't work for me at all. I can tell you that right now. And I'm a third no. line. I'm a three, five. It didn't work. No. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It has no. to be from within. I agree. And this is all very <laughs> recent that I've come to these these shifts and these thought processes. So it's really cool that you're talking about this. Well, and part of that may be too, that, you know, um, for those who are not aware and you like myself, Janelle, we both have an abstract channel. Mm -hmm. Part of the abstract circuitry, what happens is we're entering an experience and we have no idea why we're experiencing what it is that we're experiencing until after the experience is over and then we're able to reflect and clean and i'm going to tell you i'm ex- i'm going through the exact same thing and i the experience ended this year in march and the reflection has uh will 
slowly started, but it's really, really going into full gear right now. And it's just so awesome and wonderful. And I'm going to be sharing that more because I am actually going to write a book. Yes, I'm really excited about that. Um, But let's go ahead and um, because I want to keep on time, I'm Mm going to go ahead and jump over to your progress chart. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what the progress chart is and why I use it um, and why others I encourage to use too. So when I first got into human design, I was in a, I was in astrology, and of course, you know, in astrology we look at progress charts because in a progress chart in astrology, the sun moves one degree per year, and then uh, the moon goes through a sign every two and a half years, mm-hmm. and then the um, Venus, Mercury, and Mars will move faster than say Jupiter, but Jupiter is still pretty slow. And then the rest are of course a lot slower. So I'm not going to get into all that, but I just wanted to make that clear. Um, So when the progressed human, so anyways, I ran all those progressed human design charts. And then um, what I found recently, of course, or not recently, but over the time, when in human design, what happens with the sun is that the sun, when it moves into a new gate, for example, mm-hmm. it's going through all six lines of that mm-hmm. gate. So it's doing that over the course of about five and a half years, not quite a full six years. Well, if the sun's going through a progressed gate during that time, we, we are learning that gate right? We're, Mm -hmm. you know, because this progressions are like, okay, so the natal chart is from when we're born, but we're not stagnant beings, you know, Mm -hmm. planets are progressing, planets are moving. And so this is what we look at in order to kind of see what's showing up and when, and and that we may be able to tap into the potential of. So with you, your son has been in gate 11 for probably two years give or take a happier. And um, now you already do have, of course, gate 11 defined in your human design. However, it is with Neptune. Mm-hmm. So and Neptune being so elusive um, and being a generational planet, um, we're just going to kind of leave that to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with the sun there, uh, my question would be for you is, have you noticed an influx of the ideas that have come in for you over the last, say, two and a half years or so? Well, yes. This podcast. I know. Um, uh, my, <laughs> I have to give that answer for me. My, <laughs> my website, like yeah. actually reading for people and, and doing that. But I would also say that I've become more comfortable with the thought of having ideas and not having to act on them right away or not even, or not even holding on to them as if they're mine and going, Oh, this is a cool idea for the world, or this is a cool idea for this person. And maybe I'll tell them, or I'll write some ideas down and I never get to them. And before I would have such anxiety with that. Cause I was like, Oh, if you have an idea, you have to do it now. And that's such a big part of the 11 is we don't like people to steal our ideas. We get freaked right. out that they're going to get stolen. And like, this is the type of person where they'll be watching TV and they'll see an infomercial and they'll be like, that was my idea. They stole my idea. This is that. Right. And so but I would it's also not out. all for, they're also not all for you anyway. Absolutely not. No, and that's what aren't. we learn in human design. Thankfully, because we have, <laughs> I have the 11 as well in yeah. my full solar chart. So I really relate to that a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we could agree there. That's and so then, funny. um, so let's see your moon, of course, happens to be in gate 23 and it's not going to stay there as long of course as the sun transiting the 11 Mm -hmm. however with it being there in 23 this year um there at least i have not looked i will be honest i have not looked to see how long the progress moon stays in a gate it is something that i will be in the process of researching just like i just researched the mars in a new gate how long that is um however I do know it's within that sign, of course, for two and a half years. So let's say, you know, maybe it's a happy year because I know that um, in a progress chart 
it seems like it moves through a couple at least within a year gate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so at the least it's there for, you know, a half a year, maybe more. And it's connecting your uh, 23, I mean, your 43. Mm -hmm. And so um, you've, maybe you've noticed that your insights are coming through and going out maybe with the podcast, you know, maybe that's what's happening. Um, mm -hmm. And there may be some other things. Have you noticed anything? in the yeah. last year and a half to a year as far as that inspiration flowing through to you vocally and out more yeah yeah I've become a lot more comfortable with my voice um nice. when I heard, learned I had a defiant throat I was I was very confused because I'm usually a quiet person and I don't speak because I don't like to make waves so mm -hmm. having to really and that's a big conditioning that I grew up with but having to really lean into my throat because I know that that's my thing has been yeah. really fun and the 4323 cool. has been defined in the transits for yes. like months and months. And it's until August, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so this energy yeah. has been really like pronounced and prominent to me. And I've noticed it. Um, yeah. I think I'm still working on sometimes when I get weird I stuff. I don't, I, I try to work out in my head how I'm going to say it so that every, that it, it hits everybody's ears in a pleasant way. And I think sometimes I need to try to not, um, I don't know what the word is, but not make, not fit, try to fit my words into a nice, neat little box that everybody likes and then just kind of articulate like, it in a certain way. Yeah. Basically 2343 it and get it from here to here without mm -hmm. like messing with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know the feeling, but you know, having that defined as now, you know, wants to be certain of what it's saying before it gets it out there. And yes. And yeah, exactly. And I have to, and it's like, what, make sure you use the right words so that they know what you mean, because if you say it this way, they're going to think you mean this when you mean it's something slightly different. And that is important because I know I've struggled with that in a sense where I could say something and I clearly understand what I'm saying, but I don't realize that other people may not. And I've had to really consider the way that I share something and, and do it in a way that's understandable and not necessarily because I know astrologically or human design wise what yeah, it means that's big 2343 <laughs> energy there too is knowing is, 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 but I want to make sure that I I I let myself say the things and then if I have to go back and explain that that's fine like that's right that's okay I as long as I stop like I said I'm like I turn things around in my head so much to make it come out a certain way and some and I'm like well you know what just say the thing now so right. that's what I've been practicing with I can understand that for sure so, okay. And this is why I looked up the Mars one this morning. I had to know because your Mars is in a set is in a new gate. I mean, cause it's moved of course. And it's in the second line of the 57. Mm -hmm. And of course, Neptune is in the 10 because remember in your post-solar chart, Neptune was already in the 10. It's going to be there forever. forever. <laughs> yeah, It's going to be there forever. So yeah. you do happen to have the ability to tap more into that following your own convictions. <clears throat> and I highly encourage that, especially with you. Excuse me. Hold on just a moment. Let me pause this or mute. Goodness. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so I definitely encourage you to, yeah, tap into that energy as you feel comfortable to uh, following your own convictions more and having that Mars there in 57, you know, is connecting to the 10 and that perfected form. And it's like you are perfecting the form of what you're doing with your podcasting. And then with the uh, 57 to the 34, you know, that's going to be so that's what how what I experienced, I have all these gates, including the 20 and myself, I have all wow. four integrated, integrating integration channels. Wow. And that 57 really does give a silent prompting intuitive prompting and um it you know i i know that a lot of people relate it to more of a gut feeling and i know that it's different especially when it's connected to the 20 because it's like um it just for me my experience of it is a lot more subtle than some kind of like huge gut thing unless mm -hmm. unless i'm in danger now when i'm in danger yes my gut 
does make a difference. I can mm -hmm. say that, but of course that's coming from more of the reptilian brain than it is from, you know, yeah, you know that fight or flight. Yes. The survival part. And that's what those channels have been, of course, related to. So mm -hmm. with that 57 with Mars being there, so it, um, it's in line two and all together, Mars is generally in a new gate and human design for eight years and eight months. I was like mm -hmm. eight years and eight months. I love that, that it's mm -hmm. eight, eight, you know, 88, easy to remember. So for you, that Mars has probably been there maybe for a year or so. Um, so it's there for a while or a couple years, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And so you know, I can imagine you've noticed or have connected more to that intuitive response, that intuitive knowing, that intuitive uh, instinct. And with that, like for me, um, when I experience it, when I'm working with others, especially when like spirit shows up and just things are moving through um, for the other. Mm -hmm. not for me and not based on my knowledge or anything like that. It gives me goosebumps. I mean, but it's more than just goosebumps. So I'm talking like champagne bubble, bubble tingles throughout the skin oh, and cool. it can be from head to toe. And if you felt that, or even the goosebumps, you know, when something is like, oh my gosh, I just know this. Mm -hmm. that's kind of what that feeling is like with that 57, but it's also very subtle, subtle mm -hmm. whisperings, you know, subtle knowings as well. And I'm curious if you've noticed that at all, it's, you know, in the last couple of years, a year and a half, two years. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been trying to lean into my intuition a lot more. That's one of the hardest, like my toughest conditioning is reconciling that intuition is a real thing that I can trust because it's, that doesn't make sense here at all, at all. So when I, like the reconciliation of that for me is hard, but I've been learning to trust it more because I've yes. seen proof of it working. So that helps yeah. me a lot. That's um, me. I've had people in my life tell me like this, that my friend who wants me to do these these courses for her, like, don't, cause I'm like, oh, I gotta get this program. I gotta study this. I don't know enough about this. She's like, Janelle, you don't have to know. She's like, when you talk, it comes from your intuition. Cause I've done courses for her before and she really enjoyed it. And she was like, I can tell when you speak, like it comes from your intuition and that's what you should listen to. She's more. probably hearing that Mars there, you know, I mean, that's so awesome. And the experience that you'll mm -hmm. gain from that is just wonderful. I'm still working on it. Cause my, my mind likes to say like, that's not a real thing. It's like, like you said, it's too quiet. It's too subtle. How can that be yeah. a real thing? And so I've been learning to, 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 to practice listening to it for anyone that's listening. I am like the poster child of somebody who would never believe in any of this stuff or think that it was important to pay attention to. And I've flipped my script. So like, give it a shot. Even if you think all this stuff is a little up here in the clouds, it really can change your whole life knowing some certain things. And this has been part of it. The intuition part has been part of it. So it helps when I have people tell me they can see it or they can hear it in my voice or when I'm reading for people, like you said, there's times when for me, it's my voice will go, my words will go, but I don't feel like I have controlling the words. I feel like they're coming out faster than I can do yep. this. And I'll literally say in the middle, I don't know where these words are coming from, but they're just coming in and I'll keep going up. And then I'll interrupt myself again and be like, I'm not sure where this is, what's happening, but this is it. And I'll just keep yep. doing it. And I see people on the screen. They're just like, like listening to me, like, Oh my God, this is so neat. And I, those are usually a lot of people's favorite parts of the readings. And for me, it feels so off the rails, like yes. un un uncomfortable that I'm like, really? That's the part of, that I felt the least like, like confident about. And they're like, I know, but that was really you. That really sounded like you, that fast talking weirdness. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to let that keep happening. So I think for me, the proof is like the big deal is like, okay, people are actually trusting what you have to say. Maybe you should trust your own intuition since other people are trusting you as well. Let's work on that. So yeah, the Absolutely. intuition piece has been a big part, but it's super hard when, when you 
have conditioned yourself your whole life to be logical and to listen to this. I second everything you said. Yes, I second everything you said. And I hope people will actually listen and start to be okay with it. I try to push it all away and it will chase you. And if you felt chased by the spirit in any way, shape or form, no matter how much you try to push away anything that's not rational per se, then mm-hmm. just know that that spirit's never going to stop chasing you and you might as well just surrender, turn around and just feel into it. Exactly. And I know it's time to wrap up and I so appreciate you doing this with me today and having me on your Are show you again to share with you about your post-solar chart and the progression. Are you kidding me? This was so amazing. I'm so <laughs> thankful for you. You don't thank, thank you. me. This was so cool. Okay. So... <laughs> And I have to admit to you, when I was first looking at these charts, I was like, oh, there's a lot of definition and a lot of stuff. Like I have one channel, I have two centers. I'm good with all that. But then when I saw this, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this. And I would look at, I kept looking at it and going, huh, this is neat, but I don't know. And so to have you explain it to me is makes, makes so much more sense. And it's very helpful. And, um, I know that I'm a projector, like that's what I am. And that's like my whole deal, but this stuff like really spices it up and like really can show you why sometimes you might feel like you're leaning a certain way and it might feel like it's away from your design, but really it's into where your design is at right now in this time with the planets moving and affecting us. It's not a stagnant thing. And I really like that you were able to do that. That was so neat. And if anyone is interested and having this done for them, you should contact Denise. How should they contact you? Uh, best, quickest, easiest way is through Facebook. They can private message me or they can um, check me out on my group, Intuitive Human Design. Of course, they can go to intuitivehumandesign.com, which will redirect to my blog on healthmanifested.com. And there's a way of contacting me through there. Of course, I'm at intuitivehumandesign at gmail.com if you just want to email me as well. Cool. And I'll put all your links um, in the notes for this podcast episode too. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It was super, super fun. Thank you, Jenna. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.